Welcome to Sportsbeat KC, the Kansas City Star Sports Podcast, sponsored by First Federal Bank. It's Wednesday, May 18th, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. Sports wagering is coming to Kansas. Last week, Governor Laura Kelly signed a bipartisan bill into law that opens the doors to betting on the Chiefs, Royals, Jayhawks, Tigers, Wildcats, all the teams, all the leagues. On today's show, I speak with beat writers Jesse Newell and Kellis Robinette about the topic. They come at it from unique perspectives. We all have made sports wagers, mostly in Nevada, over the years. And as sports writers, part of our job is to tell you who we think is going to win a game and why. No doubt people who have a little money on the games have read these stories and predictions and perhaps were influenced by them. But now there's a real possibility of many more people in our area who are wagering on those games. We talk about that. We talk about our betting experiences, our favorite wagers, and much more. I suspect as the weeks and months unfold in Kansas and eventually Missouri get things up and running, we'll have many more conversations about sports wagering. But this is our first. The reason that I asked you guys to be part of this conversation is because in knowing you for as long as I have, um, I have noticed a, shall we say, interest in games of chance with both Kellis Robinette and Jesse Newell. And games of chance are coming to Kansas uh, at some point uh, in the future uh, after the state legislature passed sports betting in the state. And so uh, Kansas joins, I think it's a majority of, of states now in, in the U.S. that have uh, that have sports betting. I think it's going to be here for football season. There's some question about exactly when it's going to arrive. But guys, um, I, I want to, I just want to have a little conversation about, uh, first of all, your sports wagering experience and interest. Um, how, um, how, how, you know, up until, you know, a couple of years ago when it, when the Supreme court allowed sports gambling to uh, appear in States other than Nevada and I guess New Jersey at the time, um, how much sports wagering have, have you done? Kellis, we'll start with you. What, um, it, it used to have to go to you know Nevada to do it in person, and of course you can do it illegally online. But without uh, without getting yourself in trouble, how much uh, sports wagering have you done? Well, you know, fortunately, there's nothing uh, to incriminate me there. I've always done it just when I'm in Nevada, but uh, I have made a few trips out there in my lifetime. I like Vegas. My brother lives in Reno. For a brief time, I lived in Idaho, and there was a town called Jackpot, Nevada, right across the border, like an hour and a half from where I lived. So I was uh, not, it was not uncommon for me to make that drive over on like a Sunday morning and uh, play some bets and watch NFL games. And I always just thought that was a lot of fun. Uh, There's no really, this was kind of even before fantasy football, but it's really no better way to, uh, you know, make you make somebody care a little bit about a game that they wouldn't have to care about by putting a 10 spot down on something. You know, that's cheap there, 10 bucks, but whatever. It still gets you some skin in the game and makes things interesting. And I'm just uh, I'm just glad that they are going to do it here, because to me, I look at it a lot like selling beer at uh, sporting events. I mean, yeah, you can choose not to do it, but you're just you're just hurting yourself if you're not doing it. You know, there's money to be made. People want the product. And I'm excited to see, uh, you know, what uh, what the future holds here now that it's going to be legal in Kansas. I'm just a little worried myself now that I can open the floodgates and do it more often that I'm not going to lose too much money here at it. Um, 
My wife's never been the the most kind on uh, when I come home and say I lost a hundred bucks here or there doing this stuff. So if that's happening every week, um, they're going to have to give me a raise. Well, I think that's exactly what would happen. I think <laughs> I think you would get a raise just to cover your uh, your gambling debts. Uh, I'm intrigued by Jackpot Nevada. I, I had not heard of that. Uh, was it a casino on the other side or? Uh, it's I mean it's a legit town of maybe 500 people. They have a high school and everything. Thing. But yeah, you drive across, there's like four four casinos, uh, a few few little houses around there for people who work in the casinos, but that's it. You drive in, you see some casinos, you drive by, it's gone. There are a lot of places like that in Nevada, I've, I've, I've been told. Very nice. All right, Jesse, how about you? Yeah, Blair, I mean, I, I think my is pretty similar to what Kellis is saying. You know, I've been going to Vegas for a long time, and usually when you go there, you just you put you go up to a sports book. It's it's almost like a, a sports fan sort of stock market. You know, you see all the lines. There's the big red and green letters and the numbers, and you're trying to figure out, hey, what where can I where can I make my mark here and that sort of thing. And they just kept kind of keep flashing across the screen. You can get the little papers out and write down what you want to do. You can look up the numbers. There's obviously lots of numbers on all these all these sites and and people that have picks. But um, you know, I I think. Kellis is right on with this, which is the skin in the game part, which is to add to the entertainment value of people at home. And we all have hobbies. We all have things we like to do. And um, that could be golf that you spend money on. It could be collections. It could be anything. But I think a lot of people, what's happened nowadays, especially when this turns in Kansas to having an app on your phone to be able to do it, is to, to give you a reason to wake up at 11 o'clock on a Saturday, there's a college football game you don't care about, but you put 20 bucks on it. And all of a sudden you're watching it with a beer and you're having a good time and you might make a little money out of it. And so I think that's exactly what this is. I mean, I've even talked before Iowa had this legalized a few years back. I talked before instead of going on with my friends to a Vegas trip that we would go get an I a hotel room in Iowa and go to one of their casinos and, you know, just sports bet a bunch. But again, I mean, that's sort of what we're talking about here. This is why it makes sense to me um, in the state of Kansas to be able to legalize this sort of thing is because if, if we're all talking about that just being an entertainment thing and having a good time, maybe making a few bucks, maybe losing a few bucks, but going to Iowa to, to do it, why would you not allow people to do that in the comfort of their own home and, and have that money go to help Kansas causes? So um, I do know this. It's going to be a big deal. I mean, what we're talking about it right now and we're going to be talking about it in the future months because once there is an app out there to allow you to sports bet and or allow people on football Sundays or college football Saturdays to go to Hollywood Casino or someplace like that and and make some wagers, um, people are going to care a heck of a lot about this. Try to find an edge. Try to have bets that don't lose their money uh, like Kellis does here on the weekends. <laughs> and, um, you know, that's going to be a big deal. And it's been a big deal for a while. I mean, we go back to like college basketball, and I, I think this is sort of a it's not really a secret. I, I've been picking KU games against the spread on the quick scout when I was with the KB for nine straight years. And I didn't let it affect me, but every once in a while I'd get an email or a tweet from somebody and they'd say to me, Hey, thanks for your pick. Or uh, I I'm sorry that I read your pick, that sort of thing. And again, we do our jobs the same way either way and, and try to do the best of our ability, but there's been a market for this already. There are already people out there that have been looking at these things and trying to figure out the best way to, to go one way or the other. And, um, I, I think in, in its best form, it's just a small form of entertainment and allows people, hey, on a Saturday, I'm not doing anything. I got a beer at home. Uh, I'm going to put 10 bucks on this game. I, you know, Illinois and Michigan that I wouldn't have cared about otherwise. And and that sort of thing allows Kansas to make some money, allows people to have some fun 
in the comfort of their home on their weekends and, and maybe not affect too many other people while they're doing it. Sports betting trips to Iowa. I, I'm, one, I'm trying to visualize what the strip in Council Bluffs looks like. Um, it's, um, yeah, they, they, they're a good idea. Save some money that way. You have more money to bet um, than flying out to Vegas. Um, so you brought up a couple of good points, Jesse, that um, when when it becomes legal in Kansas, uh, when it passes, it, technically it, it becomes legal, I think, on July 1st, but it's just going to take more time to, to get it organized and sorted out. But you will be able to uh, wager on your phone. Uh, there'll be, you know, depending on what... Um, you know what, what betting house uh, is uh, is um, in you know you get to uh, the Kansas selects I guess is the best way of putting it you'll be able to uh, to to make wagers over your phone and at is it four casinos in the state I believe I read including one of them would be the Hollywood Casino at the Legend you know that's uh, turn two at the Kansas Speedway which uh, I, I find probably more appealing than I, I think it'd be kind of be easy to, you know, to wager your, you know, uh, a bunch over your phone. But if you have to make the effort to drive out to Hollywood Casino, maybe you'll be a little more um, uh, careful with your with your money. Uh, maybe not. Uh, who, who knows? I, I know that with, with my personal experience gambling, it's always been in Nevada and both in Reno and Las Vegas. And I would, uh, you know, I'd give myself a limit, you know, 50 bucks, 100 bucks, whatever. That would be my limit for the day. and you know, when I lost that in the first round of games, uh, which was invariably true, once I, I you know, I had a nice parlay, but um, but then after um, after losing out by about mid afternoon on a college football Saturday, I was you know, done for the day. And uh, you know, that'll be another topic of conversation as we get closer to this reality. Is you know how you know gambling problems, gambling issues, and uh, and that's something that that we can talk about, but. Just about a, as a, you know, as people who work in sports, who have access, maybe, I don't know, access to information, access, just knowledge of, of the team that they cover. And what, you know, Jesse, as you said, you, you use that in both, both you guys do, you both use that in predicting games and, uh, you know, in print. So it's on the record, especially when it comes to K-State football and KU basketball. Um, you guys have an advantage. Are you, um, are you, uh, you wouldn't plan on winning some money here, uh, Kellis, just because you know the team better. Nobody, nobody knows the team, uh, Kansas state football, Kansas state basketball. And of course, Jesse, when you were covering KU, nobody knows those teams better than you guys. And that would seem to be pretty big advantage. Well, you might think so. Um, <laughs> I wish that was the case. I mean, I wish that I could go ahead and uh, build, a, uh, you know, buy a beach home right now on my expected winnings. Um, but uh, first off, you know, I, I don't know how Jesse feels about this. I don't know. I, I probably won't, you know, bet anything on Kansas State games just for, you know, that reason. I don't know if there's a conflict of interest or whatever. But I just want to say that bet, betting, a, picking against the spread is is hard. It is the great equalizer. I think there are some, you know, weird quirks you can get out there. Um, but even, even like when you look, look at KU football, there are times when they get on this big run where they haven't covered the spread in, you know, like a decade and you finally catch on to it and say, okay, this is the time they're, you know, I'm, I'm betting my, the house on this, they're not going to cover. Um, and then they go out and beat Texas on the road or something. So uh, it's, it's just a, 
it's just a bizarre thing. It's very difficult to pick games against the spread, um, especially at, when when you got big numbers. You know those early season games when K State is playing uh, Texas, Rio Grande, or whatever, and you're you know, do you want to lay eighteen points on a game like that? I don't know. Nothing. Uh, nothing is more frustrating than seeing the team you bet on as the favorite. You know, just be killing the other team all game and then let up in the last few minutes and give up a backdoor cover. So that kind of stuff makes it, uh, you know, interesting. Honestly, the the success I've found the few times that I um, have won at gambling, um, it has happened before. Is um, I've found that it's good to follow like a really small, a smaller league that doesn't get much attention, like the Big Sky or the Horizon or something follow those scores and those don't seem to be quite least closely as monitored by Vegas. Um, and I found that in those situations, if you watch the scores a bunch, you get a team that likes to cover the spread and is good at it. You can usually win some bets that way. That's kind of my, I don't know, maybe that doesn't work for everybody, but I, I found success doing that betting on like Mac football here and there. Um, I can't really explain why that is, but. That's, that's kind of been my wheelhouse. All right. His first betting tip is out. Uh, <laughs> and now more interest to get to uh, to follow Tuesday night Mac football on, on ESPN. That's where the that's where the money can be made. What do you think, Jesse? I mean, you um, you have you know great knowledge of the teams that you cover. Is there an advantage? Yeah. So, I mean, first off, Kelsey's exactly right. Like ethically, I have never bet on any game I've covered. That's, that's just a no, no, that's just what you don't do. And anything that would jeopardize um, potentially my career or what I was thought of, or, you know, even a coach or fan or administrator thinking that I have a certain lean, a certain way uh, going into a game, that's just absolutely off the table. So um, I've never done that again. Um, I hope the people followed me with the quick scout because I was 54% covering against this or picking against the spread for KU games over those nine years. And what you'll learn with sports, betting and again if the people who do it professionally okay um it's not about picking one game and, and betting the farm it's about finding small edges whether it's statistically or information wise and putting a lot of volume in and winning over time and so the best of the best they'll have bad days they'll go through bad stretches but they trust their information and over time to be able to overcome that and I think I've read like the very top of the top people, you know, they win about 55 to 56% of their sports bets. Those are the people that you know, really do well. And I think the number is 52. You have to get 52% to cover what's called, um, you know, the VIG or, or paying the sports book basically to take on your bet. So I think most of us, what we're talking about here is having a good time, a little bit of entertainment in your house, you know, not betting the farm, betting the mortgage, that sort of thing, and passing the time a little bit. Maybe if you break even, you're doing pretty well. Um, that sort of thing. But um, as far as getting, you know, for KU picking 54% against the spread, I, I think for me, it was less like knowing information as in, hey, this player is more hurt than he really is, or that sort of thing. For me, I thought it was always sort of more, I knew Kansas really well, and sort of what gave Kansas problems, and what type of matchup sometimes um, didn't do so well you know the example always comes to my mind is KU would play Texas and this was like back in the days where Bill Self um, had a little bit different philosophy it was more inside out but they would they would always play Texas and they'd play a shot blocker and I'd ask Bill Self before the game I'd say hey how do you how do you plan on attacking the shot blocker 
and they would be going to going to Austin. And he'd say, well, you, you drive in, you put your chest into them, and you go straight through contact. You got to get them in foul trouble. And like, I sort of knew in Austin, it's not going to work. You know what I mean? Like, like you don't get those guys in foul trouble in Austin. Those guys are just going to block your shot. And so like, it definitely would be like, well, this doesn't really look good for Kansas because they're going to drive in the shot blocker. The guy's going to block them and then they're not going to shoot threes and they're going to lose. And, and so those are maybe the sort of things I was looking at. And I think a lot of the time that did come through to fruition because I sort of maybe knew like a half of a blind spot for Kansas. And, and that doesn't guarantee how it plays out. Again, we see crazy results. We see KU lose to Kentucky at home by 20 when you don't expect that sort of thing. But that's what I'm talking about. These the, the best of the best sports bettors, they think they might have a two or three point edge. There was one I remember in the Big 12 tournament where um, KU was a slight favorite against Iowa State. And kind of like Kella said, I think that people didn't understand that because it was in Kansas City, that didn't mean that KU was going to have the home court advantage. Iowa State was going to have the home court advantage. And so I said, hey, the wrong team's favorite here. Iowa State fans are going to come and take over the building. They did. And Iowa State ended up winning that game. So I think my quote advantage, if I had one, was just a great understanding of KU and or circumstances in these games that maybe a sports uh, bookie from however far away is not going to have the same knowledge just because they're not ingrained with the team. They have to put up lines for 300 games a day. So that's probably where I would say the quote advantage would have been if you would have said that, but some luck comes along with that as well when you're going 53, 54%. And again, if you do that with sports betting, you're going to do just fine. You're going to have a good time and not win that much money, but not lose that much as well. I would say the only real advantage we would have um, if we were to bet on these things would be in football. We, me and Jesse are people who get there so early that we're in the press box. We're seeing who's warming up and everything. So we could actually get, you know, um, uh, you know, write it in stone confirmation on who's playing and who's not. So if you were really on the fence about something, you could know for sure who's going to be out there and who's not. So maybe you'd have a few minutes head start on somebody else. But uh, otherwise, like there's not a ton of inside information that we can get that these gambling experts don't get. I don't know how they how they obtain these things, but especially during like uh, COVID, the COVID season, you knew. I mean, the lines would kind of just adjust before any information was out on which teams had COVID absences and what else. And they were always spot on. I mean. It was crazy. You go into games and see that, you know, one team had gone from a three-point favorite to a 10-point favorite, just kind of out of the blue. And you're like, whoa, where did that come from? Two days later, they show up and, you know, they're missing eight starters. And it's like, well, the, the cat was out of the bag there. Um, so from our perspective, there's not there's not a ton of inside betting information I think we can use. But I'm with Jesse. We watch enough and closely enough that um, there are certain things that we can see. And uh, hopefully we can convey that in our predictions and, and whatnot next season and um, help out a little bit. All right, guys, let's take a break here. I get some more questions for you and we will be right back. Buying your first home is a huge milestone, but the journey there can be confusing. First Federal Bank of Kansas City is here to make it simple. After nearly a century of serving the KC community, our loan advisors have experience in every type of housing market. With a short phone call, we can give you a free rate quote and talk through loan options. No pressure, no obligation. The road to home ownership can be simple with First Federal Bank. Get started with a free quote at ffbkc.com homes. First Federal Bank of Kansas City, because banking is personal. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Hey, this is Blair. There are several ways to access the Star Sports section. Let me tell you about a couple of them. There is Sports Pass. 
For $12.99 a month, you get unlimited digital access to all the Star Sports content, including beat writing, columns, features, pretty much everything we write. The deal renews monthly until you tell us to cancel. For $159.99 a year, you get everything the Star has to offer digitally, including sports and the e-edition. Go to KansasCity.com and drop down to the bottom of the page where it says Start a Subscription for more information. Your support has never been more important. As always, thanks for reading and listening. All right, we're back talking sports gambling, which is coming to Kansas legally um, in, the, in the coming months. Don't know exactly when it's going to start, but it's coming. Uh, it's it's coming to Kansas, not to Missouri. So um, that's uh, Missouri didn't get it passed this year. It's going to happen in Missouri. I think it'll happen in almost every state at some point, but uh, definitely coming to Kansas probably this fall. Kellis Robinette, who covers Kansas State, is with us, as is Jesse Newell, who has covered Kansas for the past 14 years, now covering the Chiefs. What I want to ask you guys is, what's your favorite type of bet? Are you just just straight up uh, um, win-loss, you know, just uh, based on the line, or do you have other types of bets that you like? Because the, as people will discover when uh, when they download uh, an app, a, a betting app, there are many many choices when it comes to wagering. Jesse, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, as you probably expect, I've thought way too much about this sort of thing. But um, <laughs> so parlays are what is the most fun to do, and it's the least profitable. So for those <laughs> not knowing, parlays are the ones where you put like five bucks down and you pick six different games or six different outcomes. If you win, you win like five grand or whatever. And inevitably people always talk about their stories. Hey, they hit five or six or they hit four or six. You know what I mean? And if you do the math with it, the casino is not giving you good odds on the parlay. Like they are based on how often your thing should hit. They're not giving you full money for what you should be getting. And in return, you're not paying very much. If, if you bet each of those individually, you wouldn't get you the same. Bet, you, well, you wouldn't get the multiplier effect, but basically, um, you know, let's say your your parlay is a one in 100 chance of happening. The casino is paying you, again, I'm making up a number here, but they're paying you basically that it's 60 to one to happening. You know what I mean? So over time, the parlay has kind of gotten known as the sucker bet. You know what I mean? It's the people who are trying to hit it rich. It's kind of like the people that go out and buy the lottery tickets. Um, it's it's amazing when you hit it. It's a, it's amazingly fun. And $5 could keep you entertained all day. But again, the casino knows that. So they just tweak their numbers a little bit. So um, to me, I, I'm more of a person that um, kind of like Kellis, I'm, I'm more conservative. Again, I've, I've studied this. Um, I know uh, you know, there's been articles out there kind of talking about what the, the best of the best do. And um, I'm more of an information person and or numbers person trying to figure out, are there certain places that have small edges here? And I, I just like to bet single ones, a single game straight up. So if I want to bet six games, I'll bet all six individually. And that might not make for as much fun, if you will. But uh, that way, if you win two or four, you didn't lose that much. If you win uh, four out of six, you're not mad because you didn't win all six, that sort of thing. So uh, that that's the way I normally do it. Uh, what is interesting, though, is what is coming to, and I do want to mention this, on these phones and apps and what we will be talking about, and potentially what well, you're talking about having an edge on certain um, lines, this is the one that will 
be the one we're talking about, especially if we're talking about the Chiefs, is player props. And that's become kind of the new thing out there um, to get people involved with certain games. Like, hey, uh, Sky Moore, over under 38 and a half yards, game one um, of the season against Arizona, that sort of thing. So, again, those are the discussions we might have as well where maybe we will have a little bit of inside knowledge. Maybe we will be talking to somebody and know, hey, uh, they don't plan on using this guy more much this game. Um, you know, you, you you might lean the under there, that sort of thing. So this will all be fascinating. We'll learn as we go. But uh, I'm more of one that kind of follows the numbers and wants to give myself the best chance possible because this does seem a little bit like if we're going in another direction, um, a little bit like craps where uh, if you're at the casino playing craps, there's certain ways to play it where you're going to lose the least. And there's certain places people play it, ways to play it that are more fun that uh, the casino likes you playing those certain spots. So uh, I think in sports betting, if you just make single bets over time, you give yourself the best chance to not lose as much. Uh, but hey, if you want to have a little bit of fun and throw a parlay down, um, it's not going to pay off as much as it should. But I know a lot of people do that kind of for the fun value, trying to hit it big. Are you a prop bet guy, Kellis? Uh, I can be. Um, when I go, so what? Traditionally, when I've gone into the casino and put down some money, uh, if it's a football weekend, what I like to do is I'll have I'll pick out three or four games that I really, really like, three, three or four bets that I like, and I'll bet those individually. But then I, I can't resist the parlay. Um, I don't care how bad it is. I got to do it. Just, you know, yeah, just 10 bucks, just five bucks, whatever. At any game I have any kind of inkling on, you know, here's five bucks. Give me a 10-way parlay. Let's just see if it hits. Um, I've never done the 10. I've had, I've had a few three hit. I've had a few four hit. Those are always fun. Um, the only, the only thing that's crushing about a parlay is if like you lose your first bet of the day, then it's just game over. You're, you're I, yeah. Like Jesse, I don't mind it so much. You know, if I can get, you know, more than halfway through it, four or six, ah, whatever, as close, can me entertained for a while. It's worth the 10 bucks. But yeah, if you, you bet on the uh, Illinois Michigan game at 11 AM and you missed that one, then ah darn it, I want I want my money back on this. And you're going um, back so, up in your bed another game. Just yeah, like yeah. Know. Give me give me the same parlay without that one. That's that's what you do it. Um get so me that's kind Hawaii, of my San Jose State is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's kind of my system for foot for football betting. Um but I do like I do like the idea of prop bets. I know during the uh NCAA tournament just for grins and giggles, I was betting uh uh, my, my son was kind of into the, he was fascinated by the idea of uh, sports uh, prop bets and whatnot, like, you know, what player would score this much over under and things. And I would bet him, you know, hey, I'll bet you Dr. Pepper that um, David McCormick scores more than Ochai Bocci in this game, something like that. And, um, you know, those were pretty fun. And I, I think that's actually uh, a nice new way to get into football, especially NFL, when you got people paying attention to fantasy who's going to rush for more yards, who's going to catch more touchdown passes and stuff like that. Um, I actually think there are some really intriguing possibilities in that aspect because people are going to know, you know, hey, this is a good rushing matchup for somebody. This is a good receiving matchup for somebody. I think that's something I'd be very interested in. One, one other one that could come, guys, um, that's becoming big. Again, I'm, I'm fascinated to get one of these apps on my phone just to kind of see how it plays out because I've heard people talk about it, but it's not been legal in Kansas, so you can't really do it is – the live betting. And that is another one that's very profitable if you can keep your head and um, not overreact to the first few minutes of what you see and, and think about this in a big picture sense. But I know some of the most profitable ones, 
Uh, James Holtower, I think is his name. The one that was the Jeopardy chance for that Jeopardy champion forever. That's one of the big ways he made his money is through live betting and kind of, again, keeping your head when everybody else is sort of panicking and believing that some fluky events on the field um, really are going to be what help, what does play out over the course of the game. So um, that's another one, you know, I mean, even maybe we can't help as much with that or, or write about that as much, but that is a way that some people have been able to make money and, and sort of overcome um, some of the odds that are stacked against someone in sports betting. Well, this can I tell you, can yeah, I tell you my ahead. least, can I tell you my least favorite type of bet? Yeah, man. I, I really hate the idea of laying like a thousand dollars to win a hundred bucks betting on just massive favorites. You're just, you're just begging to lose doing that. I, I, I've heard of people, you know, go in at the start of uh, these like uh, tennis tournaments and, you know, they bet, you know, like $20,000 on Roger Federer to beat somebody they never heard of with the return being 20 bucks or something like that. Like there's got to be a better way to make money. Um, you're just, I, I've never gone that extreme, but I mean, I've, I've bet, you know, 50 bucks and a big favorite and just been sweating bullets on them to, to, you know, hold off some, some minnow out there to win five bucks. It's, it's terrible. I, I'll never bet that way again. See, see the winners again, I'm talking about the, the sharps and we always call them the sharps out there. The winners, it's like set it and forget it. You know what I mean? Like they make their bets and then they go take a walk. They go on the rest of their day because it's just like the stock market. You know, they 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 have done their work beforehand. And this is I'm going to go back to like cliche land with coaches and sports. We hear this all the time. It's process over results. So if the process was good, the results will come. And so I'm sure there is somebody out there that sees the process of Federer thinks that he's going to win 99.9% of the time. And the odds say the line says he's going to win 98% of the time. So they set it, forget it and go take their walk and uh, hope that their process is good. And if it's not, they'll know that with the bottom line soon enough. And they know they'll need to fix that to continue to be a profitable sports better in the future. One bet I've never made that I think I will make and will enjoy just because of the, the length of it or season victory totals over under. I just, you know, betting whether Oklahoma is going to win more than nine games this football season, um, the Chiefs, uh, 10 and a half, whatever it ends up being. Um, I, I just think it keeps you engaged week for week to week to week, and uh, you're not out of it until you're out of it. And, and it's probably just take a football. Let's take the Oklahoma example. If they're, you know, they're, they're – seven and two with three regular season games to play. You're hanging on every game. Now you're interested in what, um, in what the Sooners are going to do. So um, I, maybe as a, you know, for someone who, who you know, doesn't do a lot of gambling like, like me, and then I'm sure like many people who are going to start their, uh, their gambling careers when Kansas passes this bill, it's kind of a, an easy way to get into it and uh, an easy one to understand as well. So I also like the suggestion, Kellis, um, uh, that all of a sudden the NCAA tournament and events like the Kentucky Derby and, and, and the stakes races change for us here because now you'll be able to, you know, to, to bet on, on, on strike rich, right, uh, to, um, you know, an 80 to one shot at the Kentucky Derby uh, or, gosh, March Madness, as if we need more, <laughs> more reasons to be interested in, you know, in, in college basketball around here. But. And Jesse, you mentioned a little while ago, this is just going to, um, I don't know if, how there can be any more interest in the Chiefs, but whatever is left, whatever is left on the pie, um, that, that'll be consumed because 
just prop bets alone for the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes over under 300 yards passing this weekend or that type of thing. I, I think we're just, you know, that'll just open up a whole new, you know, you know interest in, in, in watching sports around here. I'd be interested to know, and we did get a little example of this when a conversation we had earlier in the week, um, just how it'll affect sports interest in an already, you know, in, in a market that's already, you know, People love their teams, right? Win or lose. People love the Chiefs and the Royals and their colleges. Uh, we heard earlier this week that a newspaper in, uh, in, in another part of the country hired writers that were devoted to covering gambling. I was surprised to hear that, but uh, that's how much that market believes that there's interest, a newfound interest in, in sports wagering. And I don't know if that'll happen here, but uh, but I, I do think we will we will see an uptick in it, you know, in an already um, you know fan um, you know uh, where where fans fans are just so invested in their teams. I think we'll see an uptick in the interest in their teams. Agree? Uh, yeah, totally. Um, I mean, I think that it'll enhance. Uh, yeah, you know, especially with the prop bets, I think it'll enhance every part of games from people's interest and beyond that i think it'll make people more interested in you know other games going on like we talked about people who maybe in the past just you know just paid attention to ku games versus k-state or missouri maybe they feel like they know those teams a little bit more and you know they want some skin in the game and put a few bucks down on them here and there um i think you know i i don't i don't see a downside to it as long as people do it responsibly like like i said earlier it's just like uh just like anything else as long as you do it the right way it can be a great thing Gosh, and, and fantasy sports too. And that's something I've, I really have never done, but that's that's part of the equation, isn't it? Um, fantasy sports; those are all part of the apps um, and, and part of the now part of the gambling experience where, where it's legal. So um, that'll again just. I, I wonder if it'll turn non-sports fans into <laughs> sports gambling fans. Maybe not team fans, but sports gambling fans. If the you know, the, the people that have resisted it for the reasons that people do resist it, um, you know, will put down 10 bucks on a, on a, on an NFL or a, or a college football game win and think, Oh, okay, this isn't so bad. Yeah. I mean, I, I, the accessible part is what's just so great about it. Um, you know, again, you, you wake up and maybe that London game's happening. Okay. It's eight 30 in the morning. You're not doing anything. <laughs> you're sitting around your house. I mean, Go with 10 bucks on the Lions, and I've got three hours of entertainment. I'm caring about a game I wouldn't have cared about before. At the end, I might have paid for my beer for the rest of the day. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's the beauty of it. And the other part of the beauty of it is that, you know, these lines are pretty close. I mean, I always say that Vegas did not get their lights from nowhere. You know what I mean? Like, they got their lights because all of us sometimes sports gamble, you know? So uh, you're going to be right around half the time. I mean, that, that line isn't going to be crazy. I'm going to do something crazy stupid. Um, and if you do or if you get it wrong, you're still out 10 bucks. So, uh, yeah, I think it will change kind of the viewing habits. Maybe, as I mentioned before, it would not surprise me. I mean, I'm, I'm a guy that said I thought about one weekend going from Kansas to Iowa to hang out and have a good time. Wouldn't surprise me if some people were going from Missouri to Kansas to go have a good time with their buddies and friends and, and meet up at a certain place, whether it's, you know, like, a again, a casino or a buddy's house, that sort of thing. But uh, I'm with Kellis. I I think as long as it's done in a certain way, I mean, you, you view it as entertainment. Blair, you talked about it. you have a certain limit that you start with and you say, if you lose that money, you're comfortable losing it um, at the end of the day. And then 
I think you just have to have understanding that this is really, really hard to do over time and win. I mean, it's just really hard. So you see it as entertainment, uh, you, you see it and you know that you could potentially lose that money. And every once in a while, you're going to win and have a good time. So, so as long as you know all those things and kind of line them up in a row, then, yeah, I think it's going to be good for the state of Kansas. could be good for fans and it'll be some uh, definitely a higher level interest thing than it has been before. So I, I think us at the star have to be ready for that and be uh, prepared to write a lot more articles about um, how these props, how we see them turning out, how potentially we you know, might be able to help people who are uh, trying to, to gamble a few bucks on the weekends. I think what we're going to see is uh, on Saturday and Sunday mornings before all these games start across the country, we're going to see a lot of people from the Kansas City, Missouri side driving over to the Kansas City, Kansas side so that they can get their GPS tracker on their phone showing they're in Kansas. You can place some bets real quick and then drive on home. Isn't that a great thought? Traffic habits. The Kansas legislators got to be loving that thought. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Well, nothing will inspire Missouri legislators more than to have their constituents cross the state line to make bets. So you can better believe that Missouri is not too far behind on this. Great conversation, uh, Jesse Newell and Carlos Robinette. The first of several, I suspect, we're going to have over the uh, over the next few months and years on on sports gambling. In fact, maybe. Um, maybe we'll have a regular uh, sports gambling uh, uh, conversation. We didn't even touch on baseball, and, and we're in the middle of the NBA and NHL playoffs. All of that available to wager in the future in Kansas. So, Calvis, Jesse, thanks a lot, guys. We'll talk again soon. That'll do it for today. Thanks to the Sportsbeat KC production staff of Monty Davis, Randy Mason, Jeff Rosen, and Chris Fickett. Tip of the cap to Jesse Newell and Kellis Robinette for sharing their insights. Morning Sports Edition was 35 pages today. Read all about Brady Singer's performance for the Royals against the White Sox last night, the Miami Heat's comeback against the Celtics in Game 1 of the NBA's Eastern Conference Finals, a preview of the Phil Mickelson-less PGA taking place in Tulsa, and much more. Go to liveedition.kansascity.com for more information. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back soon with another Sports Beat KC.